T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Now, it's time for Order Up, served by Carbone's Hospitality. Order Up, baby. So the idea is, what do you do if you want to cook a quick meal or uh, somehow get out from under the weight of... Because the schedule's so busy with families and life. And that's, you know, one thing growing up, you, no one ever told you, you have to make food for your family every night of your life. Yeah. Like, when you're younger, you're just like whatever mom and dad throw on the it's table. It's like magic. Yeah. It's there every night. And then you get become an adult, and you're like, I got to cook dinner, like, multiple times a week. I don't like this. Yes. A lot you of people suffer yeah. for that. I don't tell you that when you're a kid. And, and I think this technique that you're talking about, to anticipate meals and make them when you have time yeah. for the time that you don't have the time. That's what we want to talk about. April, hi, you're on WTIC. Um, hey, Todd, great, great idea to talk about crockpots. I'm wishing that I had thrown a pot roast in because the best scent is when you walk into the house after a long day of work and dinner is done and you don't have to do anything but eat. So this is the thing um, with a crockpot. It's like really low, low temperature that it uh, keeps the meat out all day and it cooks? Yes. Um, usually I'll have like an inexpensive piece of beef. And I throw in the old recipe was always um, a can of cream mushroom soup and a can of, and a package of um, onion soup mix. But you can you can just do the onion soup mix and let it sit all day. For it's like a, I put it on real low the six hours, and the house smells wonderful. And you've got food for the rest of the like rest of the weekend, or you can have lunches. Um, really easy. And then as I was sitting here thinking, I'm thinking, oh, I could also do applesauce in it. I know a lot of people will do applesauce. It's like magic, huh? You just throw these things in. And homemade homemade is better than anything else. Uh, Yes, Uh, homemade is the way to go. Although, have you ever tried making, like instead of using a package of onion soup, this would defeat the purpose, I would guess. But I I don't know, is onion soup hard to make? No, but I, I do throw in, I mean, you can throw in your own spices, but the salt and all that, and yeah, like heavy-duty salt. But I've done it, I mean, in a pinch, whatever I have in the house, and I like to throw my own vegetables in. Mm-hmm. But if you leave it in there too long, they get too soggy. Yep. I will throw the onions in with it and enough spices. Are there any um, foods you can add in when something's been cooking all day and then you throw in something like a vegetable at the end of the and then, cook? And then I'll throw carrots and celery in like the last hour or so if I can. Yeah. Um, I need you need I need to throw the veggies in. Sometimes I will put them in from the beginning. They get a little bit soft for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can throw potatoes in if you want to put potatoes in. Yeah, I don't. I, I like uh, the vegetables to have a little fight in them still. 
I do too. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that, April. Enjoy. Thank you. Appreciate it. April loves her crock pot. Juan, hello there. I am happy I passed uh, passed the uh, the April test because uh, we use the crock pot quite a bit at home. Also, um, my wife and I have been cooking every night for our family. After going to the supermarket every day for a long time, you go every day to the market. Yeah, we go every day to the market. And is that Buy because you can't anticipate, or you <laughs> like things really fresh? We like things fresh. Mm-hmm. We don't like keeping things to stay at my house. Any leftover over 24 hours in the refrigerator gets thrown out. So what's Which your what, thing? what's your thing? Your crock pot thing? What do you? What's the favorite family meal? Uh, we'll throw some short ribs. We'll make short ribs, brace them out in the crock pot, and then just uh, make quick a quick. The uh, the the box rices are pretty quickly. They're they're mm-hmm. they're they're flavor. You can throw those off 15, 20 minutes. They're ready. You can throw anything on top of that. But my favorite, my kids' favorite meal was fried rice. And we would come back from a sports activity or whatever, and it's just like everybody was hungry and there was nothing made. I would always take rice. We always have rice in the refrigerator. Just take rice and whatever was left over, just start throwing it all together. And you make a fried rice, and that's what we ate for dinner on the night that we came home with uh, no time for dinner. Okay. So now you're talking, Joey. He's talking, Juan's talking your life, right, Joey? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the crock pot's for. I just make it in a giant skillet. The crock pot, yeah. The crock pot is a great thing because it's, it's a pressure cooker. That you can cook a meal that would take uh, in a slow cooker, you know, four hours. You can cook that in forty-five minutes in a in a crock pot. Really? Yeah, if he's got the instant yeah. pot. Oh yeah, and it's amazing. You don't lose any flavor. You don't lose any uh, consistency. And it's 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 an incredible. We gave one to my mother-in-law that sat in her house for about a about a <laughs> year and a half. We borrowed it. We haven't given it back. That was like and she years. hasn't noticed. No, she hasn't noticed. She never used it. So yeah. we, 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 we re-gifted ourselves the gift we gave her. So what you're saying is you don't use it as a crock pot. You're using it as a pressure cooker. You use it in conjunction. You use it as a Both crock ways. pot. And then you can say you take the meat and you throw in the meat in the pressure cooker for the first 15 minutes. And then after 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes, then you can open it up, throw the rest of your veggies, uh, whatever sauce you're going to make with it, whatever liquids you got to make in it, you're going to add to it, and then you close it up and cook it for another 20 minutes, and bang, you got a meal that felt like it cooked for four and a half hours. That's so cool. Four and a half hours, though. All right, Juan. And, uh, that, that's a, that sounds nice. Anything else you want us to know? Uh, other than uh, thank you again for the cook hour. I always look forward to this hour. It's my favorite hour of the week. It is order up. Thank you, Juan. Take care. Have a great weekend. Yeah, because we usually do ours, and it, this is this is a taboo one right here. We'll take some flack for this one. But when I make our fried rice, I'll dice up some spam. Yeah. Because spam gets you got to fry it like really good though, so you get that like nice crispy separately. It's before. yeah, it's not bacon, but it's not like a ham. So you kind of have that crispy bacon, but still some flavor. We do a lot of like spam fried rice, if you will. That's what I'll have mm-hmm. for Saturday. And it's the advantage is it has a lot of fat in it, so it's flavorful. Is that it's fla- well, we use the low sodium, which doesn't brown up as good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it gives that extra like you know you go to a Chinese restaurant, you usually get like a pork fried rice. 
So to add some type of meat in there. So yes. if like we have pork, I've done it before with like pork shoulder and stuff like that, I'll chop it up. But it's that little extra th- throw yeah, you bag want the of smoky meat or the yeah. fattiness or whatever. Yep. In there. Bag of frozen vegetables in there. So like your whatever mix you want in there and some soy sauce and a little bit of ginger and it's good stuff right there. Ah. He's getting excited. But I mean, like like Juan brought up a good point, the whole crock pot, the Instapot thing. Like, that was like a big thing a few years ago, especially when COVID started. Everyone's going out and buying those Instapots, because it is. It's got, like, the pressure cooker crock pot mentality. But so this you, is a different device? It's one device that can kind of do everything. So a crock pot is this thing you're talking about? Yeah, but, like, I have the old school crock pot, you know, put it, you have low, high, that's it. Yeah, and the Instapot... It cooks. It's more of a it's pressure a cooker crock pot. Yeah, it's like a hybrid, and that was the big thing because everyone was home during COVID and experimenting with new food. Well, anything that the appealing thing to me is the idea of the aroma being there all the time. Yes, and oh, who was your first caller? Who was that that brought that up? The pot roast. April. April. So, in a weird turn of events, April, I got a fun story for you on that. The walking into the house with the smell. So when the tree hit my house a few years ago, I know our listeners are dead of hearing this. I was cooking a pot roast in the oven, and I was like, I was kind of sad because the firefighters wouldn't let me go back to the house. Structural issues. And I looked at him. I go, guy, I, I don't want to be a you know naggy neighbor, but can I go get the roast that's in the oven? Like I don't want to lose the roast. Yeah. So the firefighter goes back to the house. He comes out with my of gloves on. He's carrying the roast. The other firefighters got the sides I was cooking. He's like, when we walked in the house, that's all we can smell. We had to grab it for you. Oh, so there is something great. like that walking into your house after a hard, day, long day of work and having that smell of a home cooked meal. That's a nice ad for something. Yes, that image right there. It's some like Americana type stuff right there. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. It's order up. We're talking about food and we're talking about your favorite meals and in the context of how you prepare in advance for like if you've got a busy family life or whatever, but you want to have a home cooked meal for everybody. How do you make that happen? And so we're not asking specifically about the crock pot unless that's what you want to talk about. But there are other things you can that fall into this meal. And tell us once more the thing you made yesterday for Saturday night. Nice fried rice, spam. Oh, Controversial that's the fried one rice. You yeah, just told us about. it's like a family favor, and the kids will eat it. So I'm like, you got your veggies, you got your protein, you got your rice, so you got a little filling. The spam carries them over the veggie hurdle. Yes, that's yeah. cool. So we'll take that. All right, let's go to Mark in West Hartford. Hey, Mark. All right, Todd. You know I like to be a topper. A, a so topper? Nobody could beat chicken cacovin in a slow cooker. Oh, you're throwing the French dishes at us now. Oh That's... my God, it, it's just the only the only thing is I like that dish with mashed potatoes. So, you know, we're trying to simplify things. So I guess in that case, you can always get some good crusty bread to go with it. But um, there is nothing like. I mean, it's almost as good as a Dutch. I mean, a Dutch oven. I don't know if it's just the ritual of it that i think it tastes better but it does come out really good in a slow cooker and if nobody's ever had chicken cacovin it is just an amazing thing it's got i mean the wine obviously makes it but pearl onions mushrooms garlic carrots you got to have some you know bacon fat in there it's just everything you could think of and it's just super flavorful uh, you know, you have your herbs you're putting in there. So 
So what do you yeah, make the sauce out of? How do you make this? Well, the, the sauce is the wine. So the vin part of the the, the French word, right? Is red it's, wine. It's basically, it's chicken with red wine, mm-hmm. and then and then it's base. It's really what makes it flavorful is the wine, but you know it, it, the. the the vegetables almost have like a braised type of, of flavor to it. But when they stay in there, it just, and it develops nice in a slow cooker. So there's a couple different, you know, if you go on there, slow cooker, cocoa vin, I, I think I'm trying to think of the one I, I used to use, but you'll see a, a ton of recipes for it. Um, I think the one I did was something like dinner and dessert, if I believe that was the best one I found so far. Wait, what's dinner and dessert? I think that's the website that, that oh, okay. has the arrest. So there's different. I was picturing so, you making a uh, cocoa van coming out of the slow cooker, and, and there'd be a cake in there for cooking it in the same yeah, space. Yeah, well, dinner and dessert, so I guess that's the dinner part. But, but you'll see. But you know what I'll do? So sometimes if I've never made something before, I'll just find, you know, you might find 20 different recipes for something you're trying for the first time. But you look around and you might uh, like Lydia's version of what you're, you know, you, you yep. see how people are making what they're putting in it. But that was the one I found that duplicated what I usually do in a Dutch oven. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. And when I say Dutch oven, this isn't what, uh, you know, Joey did to his younger brother. It, this is an actual one of those expensive pots. Uh, Joey did to his younger brother. You put him in the Dutch oven? <laughs> Joey will explain to you on the next break. <laughs> hey, Todd, have a great weekend. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Oh, that's great. Another good one you can do is like French onion soup. What about it? We do that in a, like a slow cooker. Yeah, and you're you not can, talking about Lipton's. No, like chop the red onions up, you know, make the broth ahead of time and kind of just throw it in there. And then when they're done... You make you s- onion soup with red onions? We, I usually use a mix, yeah, of like a red Vidalia onion and a yellow onion. Uh-huh. So the kids will eat it. And then make the beef broth separate, the red wine, the What's cognac. What's the key to the kid? Because I'm surprised that kids would consider. They, it's it's that's interesting. We'll have to do that one day. Is like just you know how do tricking kids, kids tricking kids food. to eat stuff, and it's just like it adds enough of a little bit of a sweetness. They'll eat it. Which the Vidalias? The Vidalia onions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we'll just you know take them out. We got the little crocs for them. Throw them under their broiler with some cheese and mozzarella and some Gruyere on there, and boom. You don't have that long, you kind of get the long process out of the way. So as as you've heard me mention, my wife, Rosalie, is a chef. And, yes. And she used to be in the restaurant business for a long time, and I worked with her in the business for a while. And we had a really great French onion soup. And the key to it was, which I, I don't understand why, when I order it out, sometimes I fantasize about having it. <laughs> and I order it out in a restaurant, and it's flavorless yeah. or ordinary or boring and the key to it i think is is the crouton and having that having that cheese really melted over the top uh, of the borderline crock. burnt yeah not <laughs> not even necessarily borderline with bubbles forming yeah. and all that crusty stuff on the sides that's and the you, fun of it and you got if you're making it with a red wine use a good red wine use the red wine you would drink you that makes a difference yeah think? I know if people use like you know it's the cooking wine. I'm like, there's no, it's not flavor there. Yeah, it's, people think that when you're cooking, that means you can use the cheapest. No, thing use the, the store. Use, if you're if you're gonna put it in a meal, you're gonna have a cup of it next to you. Is my theory. Ah, yes. You want to be taking one swig for you and one for the pot. It's a mutual agreement between <laughs> you and your meal. Yes. All right, so we're talking about um, easy meals, quick meals, dump meals. That's or, another one we'll get into, early. like sheet pan dump meals. Oh. 
dump meals coming up on WTIC. 860-522-9842. The rant line number if you want to rant over the weekend or right now, 751-4698. We'll go to Mark Christopher now in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. See what the latest is on the ride, Marcus. Now it's time for Order Up, served by Carbone's Hospitality. Yep, it's Order Up. We're talking meals. I don't know. Meals that are easy, meals that are uh, light on labor and let the crock pot do the work or ones you can do the prep in advance. Uh, this is something Joey likes. Do the prep in advance and then be in a position to, um, you know, throw it together quickly or just or just heat it up. Heat and eat. 860-522-9842. Hello, Craig. Good evening. Thank you for joining also, us. Also my favorite hour of the week. Awesome. I'm in agreement there. I have to take exception, though, Todd. To what? The key to French onion soup is the booze. Okay, what kind do you use? The cognac and the sweet vermouth. Oh, that's right. It isn't uh, just a wine thing. No, no, no. Cognac and sweet vermouth. I mean, I'm just going going by what Jacques Pepin said, and I think he's pretty French. No, you're right. You're right. It's... uh, (laughs) You sure you don't throw booze in there, Joey? He, you do? Okay, good. Because that adds richness yeah. and sweetness and all that stuff. Oh, it's the sweetness. Uh, you can use any onions you want. That'll add the sweetness right there. Mm. Good point, mm. Craig. But do you do you also like the uh, bubbling cheese on the outside? Oh, absolutely. As long as it's Gruyere, of course. Yeah. You're a Gruyere fan, huh? I'm a, well on French onion soup. I am. I don't think I've ever had it on anything else. That, oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, that is the official cheese of uh, French onion soup. But <laughs> I'm sure there must be others that work as well. All right, Craig. Thank you for that. Thanks. Appreciate Thanks you taking time, part man. in the conversation. The food conversation. Another one. The, food hour. the French onion soup thing. Yeah. Um, good, good apple cider. And in Connecticut, we have a lot of good apple cider. In the French, in the French onion, onion soup. soup, yeah. Brings up that little sweetness, too. Yeah, so I've never actually made it. So one of the mistakes of being married to a chef is that I get incredible meals that just pop up out of the stove by themselves every night. So it's hard for me to uh, think about actually what it's like from the position of the person who has to prepare the meals. I do the dishes. I process the dirties. Do you do both um, that's something I always think. Like when Rosalie cooks, I say, okay, she's cooking, I'm cleaning. Because I don't think the creative person should have to do the drudgery part of the meal. And, it, you know, if you're going to put the effort in to do the shopping and do the prep and do the cooking and conceptualizing of what you're going to cook, and then it's awful to think about having to do the dishes, I would think. Not that I'm that person who does both, so I just do the dishes. 860-522-9842. So tell us your easy meal, cop-out meals, crock-pot meals. How do you feed the family when you're not going to have time to feed the family? What do you do in advance and such? 860-522-9842. Now it's time. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. For Order Up, served by Carbone's Hospitality. Yep, it's our food hour on WTIC. We do it every week, last hour of this radio program to send you off into your dining life in uh, good spirits, you know, with your mind all oozing and bubbling and boiling over food ideas. Lenny's calling from Granby. Hi, Lenny. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, as far as who does the cooking and who does the cleaning, yep. I do it all. You do? I shop. I prep. The key to the cleaning is clean as you go. Oh, yeah. As you're yeah. cooking, you throw something in the sink, soak it for a few minutes, go to the next step of prep. Or so cook. you're fully integrated on cooking and cleaning? Do it all. And you don't mind. You sound pleased about this. I, it's in my blood, I think. <laughs> I learned to cook when I was, I don't know, 10, 12, 13, and uh, worked in a few restaurants here and mm-hmm. there. I'm semi-retired now, and I work part-time in two different kitchens. So do you prefer that nobody else come into your home kitchen while you're doing your thing? You just want to be left alone? Yeah. You want to put and your head down me- and plow through it? You know, it gives me time to listen to you guys on the radio every afternoon, too. Well, that's good. Then put a lock on the kitchen door and keep everyone out. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Lenny. Thank you. That's very nice of you. I like that idea that he actually prefers doing everything himself. He brings up a good point. This will have to be another one. This What's that? Listening to things while you're cooking. Oh. Because that's one thing I always do. I just sit there. I'm like, Alaska, listen to WTIC. And boom, I'm listening to the station while I'm cooking. Can't say that while we're on the air. Yeah, I can. Because <laughs> then she'll do it. That, what's wrong with that? People have us in stereo. Oh, well, that's true. Every Alexa in the house goes on. All right, so um, we've this is uh, we've sort of made this time of the food hour into a guest hour, which is nice. And Bruce Manili is joining us. And and Bruce, I'm not even sure how to introduce you because you've been a caterer, but a lot of other things as well, right? Yes, I have. Yep. So how do you define yourself? Like, if we were going to introduce you in a pithy way, what would we say? Well, a, a catering, uh, catering banquets and food service. Okay. Yeah. And what are you doing right now? Are you involved in any one of those or all of them or what? Yeah, right now we're doing more. Um, more well, we, we have our banquet facility in South Windsor, so we do a lot of bank, well, we do banquets here Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then a few mm-hmm. jobs during the week. And then we do catering here and there at different you know, companies and people's houses and et cetera. 
So how does that make you feel about food? Because the interesting thing about catering is how much work it is. Like you guys have to pack everything up and haul it and bring it in and set it up. And so the logistics, there's all this mental work you have to do and physical work you have to do separate from cooking a meal. Yes, it is. But, you know, the enjoyment is, you know, I meet a lot of people, uh, good and bad, and, um, you know, we have, we, have, we have a good staff. You know, we have, I have chefs, so I work with them. I let them do the cooking. I help them out more. And, um, you know, we load the trucks. And like you said, it is a lot of work. Yes, it is. But, you know, it, it's a challenge, and people like it. And um, that's what it's all about, making that party, making those people happy at the party. What do you think the mistakes are that people make when they're planning a party? Because I assume there are certain things that it's better to, you know, better kinds of foods to order in order to have a successful meal for a function. Well, and, what, and that might be different from what people actually want. You know, you, you're, no, you're absolutely right. What, what happens sometimes is, you know, people say, I just want you to come in and do the dinner part. You know, I'm going to take care of my own, you know, social hour or hors d'oeuvres, cheeses and crackers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll go out and they'll buy them and this and that. But what they don't understand is when you're having 50 people or 100 people, you've got to have that much food for that many people. Yeah, that's a lot of work and planning. You can't just uh, right. do it on the side. Right. They think going to going to a, you know, Costco or BJ's buying a couple of trays and this and that, putting it out. I mean, it's tough. So what we try to do now is we try to we try to discourage them. And just say, listen, you know, something, this, this is what this is what we're up against. I mean, for example, you can have a cheese crudite set up, and, you, and we'll have four different types of cheeses. But if we run out of one type of cheese, we've got a backup with us, so we replenish it, so we really don't run out of anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're ready. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, you know, sometimes they'll bring their own bar service in. That's, that's good. There's no, you know, listen, it's good for everybody, but, you know, when the bar bar runs out of something, it's reflect on the caterer ran out of Merlot wine tonight. We didn't run out of Merlot wine because we didn't take care of the bar. Well, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about the hors d'oeuvres. Right. If, if your brand is on the line for the meal, and pe- people have no way of knowing that you're not doing the hors d'oeuvres, right? Exactly. So, we know, what we've tried to do now is, you know, with, with everything that's going on now, we try to be a one-stop house, do the bar, the social hour, do everything so people don't have to worry about it. And we do our, you know, we do tents, tables, chairs, everything. So when they hire us, they know that everything's being done. They don't have to worry about nothing. Plus, if we say we're going to be there at, say, 9 o'clock in the morning to set up the tent, we're there at 9 o'clock. We've got everything we need. Sometimes when you have other rental companies come in, they come in at 9.30, this, that. All of a sudden, they're missing a pole. It's, it's a nightmare for all of us because it puts everybody behind the, the curveball, you know? If you were planning your own function for yourself, yep. what kind of meal would you order? Well, what I would do now, because of the way everything's going, I would do, it, I would do stations. Pasta station, carving station. I like that. That's a lot of fun. And why are you saying that? Why? Because it's the hot thing or because it's a good way to do food or what? Well, two, two things. Um, the young generation, you don't, today, the young generation, they're getting married. They, they want to have, they want to have food action stations. So we set up a nice pasta station. We set up this, they don't want to sit down to a, a sit down dinner anymore. Like, you know, 30 years ago, yes, 40 years yes. ago, we, you know, we started off doing a prime rib, baked potato, green beans. That's what you get, and you got your nut roll ice cream. Yeah. Today, it's all changed. They want to do a cupcake station, dessert station, ice cream station, all that kind of stuff. 
And they like the action of moving around and going and looking and seeing the stuff made? Exactly, yes. That's really interesting how there are fads or, or generational changes in terms of what's considered the thing to do. So the old way was a much more boring way. But everybody, you know, you go to an event, you sit there for two hours, and the food comes out one after another. And it's way more fun to be able to mingle and walk around and see things being made and order more of the thing you like and stuff like that. Right, because, I mean, like when we're doing the carving station, you can have sliced tenderloin. You could have, you could have turkey, say a pork loin, a pasta station. We do like that nice tortellini alfredo. We'll do a bolognese sauce. We'll mm -hmm. do a penne. And, you know, then we do a nice mashed potato bar. And when we do the mashed potato bars, we give them an opportunity that they can have in a mason jar or they could have in a martini glass. And then we have the scallions, the bacon bits, the sour cream. All that stuff, and the people the people go crazy over that, you know. <laughs> but how do you get the expertise on all those different types of foods, and and not just how do you make them in an ideal situation, but how do you make them when you're juggling the logistical issues with doing a a banquet? Well, first of all, when we're doing well, if we're doing catering, we have a um, full kitchen. On, on it's a trailer, so we have our own, you know, refrigerators, freezers, stoves, everything in there. So we get there, we just start cooking, and then we just know if it's 100 people, this is what we got to prepare. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the same thing at the banquet hall. We do the same thing there. I mean, we know that you got 100 people, we need X amount of potatoes, X amount of beef, X amount of this. You know, and we always, to be honest with you, we always try to cook extra because you never know. You could always have that person that's eating a little bit more than what other people can eat, you know? But you must know that the amounts are fairly consistent because you've been doing this for a long time and you know the patterns. Is that true? Correct, yes. Yeah. So, so uh, you don't get caught behind, I would guess, because you can, you can, you know what the margins are, like how much extra you need. Right. You know, like another thing that's getting to be that's getting to be popular now is like a late night snack after the wedding. So when I say a late night snack, what's that consist of? Some people want to do hamburgs, hot dogs. Some people want to do assorted pizzas. Some people want to do a taco station. Now we had a bride and groom. Their last one name was last name was something with fry mm -hmm. and his last name was something with burger so they wanted to do burgers <laughs> and french fries that's so great yeah so we did the different types of french fries with the different sauces and different gravies and things like that and people are like wow look at this you know that's awesome bruce Manili is our guest from Manili's banquet and catering in south windsor i think you said and and bruce uh tell us any other tidbit you think people should know no, that's basically it. I mean, you know, you, you know, when you're, you know, it's a big day for the, it's a big day for the bride and groom, and, and you know, it's a big, it's a big day for the parents. And you know, today they just have to, what they have to do today is they really have to check out that company to make sure how long they've been in business, are they stable, are they this? Because you know, with everything that's been happening since the COVID, oh, as you yeah. know, a, a lot of places are closing and people are getting stuck and stuff like that. And it's important. I try to explain that to people. How did you guys get through COVID? Well, you know, being in business for 42 years, that kind of helped me because I remember my father always saying to me, son, you got to put away for a rainy day because you never know what's going to happen. Yep. And, you know, unfortunately, when they closed us up in March and said it's going to be a couple of weeks in, in our industry, <laughs> unfortunately, we were closed for almost a year. Then they opened us back up. Then they closed us again. So it's kind of tough for us because, you know, you got all these, it's like you, you're having your daughter come here for a wedding and you're saying, hey, what's going on? The masks are still in mandate. You can only have 25 people. What are we going to do? Yeah. You know, we tried working with the governor to make sure he was on top of things with us, but it was tough, but we did it. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just, um, 
there's challenges every single day, even till, even now there's challenges. That's what keeps you fresh, huh? Correct, you know? All right, yep. Bruce, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. It's been fun. Hey, thank you. Bye-bye now. Take care. Bruce Manili, Manili's Banquets and Catering. How about that? 860-522-9842. Everybody, whatever their business is, whatever you might not know about it or know about it, they've got their own issues to deal with, challenges and and demands. Uh, I mean, you can imagine having that kind of business, doing banquets and, and catering and having to go out on the road and set up in somebody's home or however it works out. It's different every time. You've got to be uh, agile. You've got to be versatile. And you've got to be resilient, bounce back from when you take the hits and things don't go well. Steve calling from Waterbury. Hey, Steve. Hey, Pat. So what you do is you start off with some French toast with some butter in the pan. And if that's done, throw in some onion, saute them, throw in some mushrooms, throw in some loose hamburger, little onions you feel like, or not the onions, but uh, any kind of seasoning, and then uh, just throw in a little cheese, and then you have kind of like a loose meat, meat hamburger on French toast. French toast goes with hot dogs, two buns. I'm sorry, that's a recipe for what? Well, basically, it's pretty quick. No, but what's the dish you're preparing? Uh, toasted, uh, toast, a French toast bread, and then uh, some loose hamburger with mushrooms, sauteed onions, and some cheese. So you, it's like a piece of toast with uh, a hamburger sauce over it? I'm, well, not hamburger sauce, but it's kind of like, it's almost like a sloppy gel okay. without the sauce. So ground but, beef. Ground beef, yeah, some onions, some some mushrooms, but on French toast bread. And when did, is this a particular meal for a particular time, like cooking for a crowd type thing? When do you use this? Uh, I mean, you could, but I mean, it doesn't take that long to do. I mean, if you make the hamburgers and make the patties and stuff like that, you season them, it just seems to take longer, you know? Yep. So this is pretty quick. And to me, it's very tasty. Everything kind of blends together, you know? Is that on your agenda for this weekend? Um. Uh, Probably not that you mentioned it. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. Thank you so much. You take care. Great to talk with you. Have a good weekend. 860. No, I don't need to say that because we're out of time for calls. But the rant line, do call and comment on anything. You know, you can do food comments there too. 860-751-4698. We will suggest that you relax this weekend and get your energy all together for next week. And then we'll, you know. We'll get together and, and uh, do a lot of talk radio once again. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And I know most people in talk radio don't call. Most listeners don't call. Like There are all these estimates, but you know, it's some fraction of a percent of people actually listen, call. So keep in mind that you could change the way the station sounds pretty easily just by deciding to call one day. And that's a good thing to do. Fresh voices are great. And also different perspectives. Don't think because what you hear here is people who might sound like they all think the same way. There's actually a huge range and lots of people of all ideologies and beliefs listening in. So don't be bashful. And keep that in mind next week when we get together again. Have a great weekend, Joseph. Thanks for your help. We appreciate it. And we're going to go off to the 
BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. See what Mark Christopher has for us in terms of the ride. Mark. Loved hearing the gentle giant Bruce Manili on. He was, I, I had my reception. I didn't know he was a giant. Oh, he's a gentle giant. He's a giant. He's a giant, and not only physically, but in the uh, catering and banquet uh, So business. what did you have there? Uh, I had my wedding reception there almost 17 years ago. We did stations. I said, Bruce, all I care about is the food is really good. We, we paid a little extra for a better cut of meat, and uh, he did a tremendous job. Were you and talking I, about for your own plate or for, for my, everybody? For, who no, was there? for everyone. For, for everyone. everyone. No, that we, was extended the, we, we extended the happy hour, an extra <laughs> half hour. It was great. That's awesome. And uh, I've done a zillion weddings over there, and Bruce and Sandy are just great people, and they've done, they've done a zillion events over the last 40 years. One of the real good guys in the business. Todd, have a great uh, you night. You too. And uh, we. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.